the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to His Life Revealed with Pastor Todd Granger of His Life Fellowship in San Antonio, Texas. We're glad you've chosen to join us today. Our passion at His Life Ministries is to help believers know Him and show Him. So we keep it simple. It's just about Jesus. Our prayer is that the Holy Spirit will make His truth plain to you so you can walk in freedom and enjoy the life of union that God has designed for you to live. And now, here's Pastor Todd. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 7 through 12. For the mystery of lawlessness, that hidden principle of rebellion against constituted authority, is already at work in the world, but it is restrained only until he who restrains it is taken out of the way. And then the lawless one, the Antichrist, will be revealed, and the Lord Jesus will slay him with the breath of his mouth and bring him to an end by his appearing at his coming. The coming of the lawless one, the Antichrist, is through the activity and working of Satan and will be attended by great power and with all sorts of pretended miracles and signs and delusive marvels, all of them lying wonders. And by unlimited seduction to evil, and with all wicked deception for those who are perishing, going to perdition, because they did not welcome the truth, but refused to love it, that they might be saved. Therefore, God sends upon them a misleading influence, a working of error, and a strong delusion to make them believe what is false, in order that all may be judged and condemned who did not believe in, who refused to adhere to, trust in, and rely on the truth, but instead took pleasure in unrighteousness. Now, we work through verse 10, and I want you to take a second and look at verse 11. In verse 11, you see that he begins with God's sins, and that is in present tense. And he says he sends this spirit of lawlessness. He sends this spirit of deception. This sends this spirit of delusion. Now, I want you to understand that that spirit is not just then being introduced into the world. In fact, if you go back and look at verse 7, he makes it very clear that that spirit is now at work in the world. Verse 7 tells us that the mystery of the spirit of lawlessness is already at work. Now, he says that he who restrains it, speaking of the Spirit of God, I believe, he restrains it. Now, that doesn't mean that he keeps it from being active. It means that he does not allow it to have its full power and potency in the life of the unbeliever and also by association in the lives of the Christian. 
Okay? He is withholding the full force of that power. But in that day, he will no longer restrain it. He will, and the language there literally gives the impression that what the Spirit of God does, He doesn't leave, He literally steps out of the way. It is no longer going to be in part, it's going to be in full. And it will be upon those who are condemned, those who rejected the truth. This spirit of delusion will have its full effect upon them. Now I want you to understand something. The lost person even in this day, does not possess the wisdom of God and cannot possess the wisdom of God. The lost person does not have the balance of capital T, truth, in his thinking. He can't have it. It's not there. So when you hear the logic and the uh, wisdom of the lost, what you're hearing in this day and age is their thinking distorted and balanced by the influence of the Spirit of God that is still present in power through the lives of Christians in the world. Do you want to know why we have a moral standard We have a moral standard because Christ is here in you and because God wrote it in. When that is left, there will be no moral standard. That spirit of lawlessness will have its full effect. You wonder when you listen to what's going on in our nation how people could be so deluded. They're not becoming more deluded. They're just as deluded as they've always been. The problem is that the Spirit of God has never entered into their thinking and more and more they're drifting into the complete and absolute Absolute deception of the enemy. Now here's the truth of it. What balances our thinking in our soul, and you know the soul to be the mind, will, and emotions. What balances our thinking is the spirit of truth in us. What brings wisdom to us is the spirit of wisdom. Okay? Now, when you listen to the stuff that's going on in the world, the only reason that you can listen to that and say that is wrong is because you are a new creation in Christ, possessor of the wisdom and the truth of God. That's the only way you would know. And here's the other thing. Do you, you remember that I've told you this over and over again, that the soul is a receiver, isn't it? It does not have a direction of its own. We literally, we literally receive either from the world without or from the Spirit of God within constantly. Okay? Now, when you, this is where God says you need to, you need to stay focused in truth where you need to make Jesus your focus, where you need to stay focused in the Word of God, where you need to not forsake the assembling of yourselves together. All of these things that God calls you to, He does this so that you are constantly bringing the soul to truth. Thanksgiving and praise is bringing the soul to truth. Worship is bringing the soul to truth. And if you do not call the soul to truth, you are being bombarded all day long with mixed truth, with a portion of balance. But it is full of the world's deception. And here's, here's something that every one of us has experienced. The longer you walk in the world, 
The longer you walk away from where Christ would have you, the more deceived you become. Look at it. Christians who who reject the church and run out into the world become darker and darker in their understanding. They have at the base of them, at the core of them, within their spirit, they have truth residing there, but they are not siding with truth. They are embracing error. So therefore, let's embrace the sins of the world. Let's embrace the immorality of the world. Let's embrace all the things that the world embraces. And as we do, surprise, our divorce rate goes up. As we do, surprise, we need all the coping mechanisms. As we do, surprise, we need to be as distracted as they are. As we do, surprise, God becomes less and less and less a priority for our lives. And knowing Him is just something we do, maybe once or twice a week. You've seen it. You know it's true. Well, this is what is going to happen. In the day of the Lord, He is going to release this. And as far as the lost are concerned, there will no longer be any sense of balance whatsoever. You think it's bad now? You don't know what bad is. Because it is God who's holding the balance in place. Now, verse 10 says that this is going to come on those who are perishing, going to perdition, because they did not welcome the truth, but refused, I love this, but refused to love it that they may be saved. They refused to love the truth, and if you look at that, that's with a capital T, at least in, in the Amplified. What do you think that represents? Jesus. That's what it. They refused to love Jesus. Christ came to them with the offering of God's love through his sacrifice. You know, salvation is the opportunity to love Jesus. This is the other thing. When God sees us receiving his salvation, he sees it as an act of love, a reciprocation of his love. I mean, if you think about that, that's pretty cool, isn't it? That, you know what? We didn't just sign a contract with God. We didn't just receive salvation like you receive a diploma. We were birthed. We were born again. We were literally made part of Him at that point. You you know, a child is to be conceived in love and birthed in love. And that's what we're talking about here. That God receives us in love. We are born in love. We are a product of His love. But they refuse His love. Now we come to verse 13. And this is where Paul moves from the work of evil in the world to the work of God in the Thessalonians. And we're going to look at verses 13 through 17. If you'll read with me there, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 13 through 17. But we, brethren, beloved by the Lord, ought and are obligated as those who are in debt to give thanks always to God for you. Because God chose you from the beginning as His first fruits, first converts for salvation through the sanctifying work of the Holy Spirit and your belief in, adherence to, trust in, and reliance on the truth. 
It was to this end that He called you through our gospel, so that you may obtain and share in the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah. So then, brethren, stand firm. Hold fast to the traditions and instructions which you were taught by us, whether by our word of mouth or by letter. Now, may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father, who loved us and gave us everlasting consolation and encouragement and well-founded hope through his grace, unmerited favor, comfort and encourage your hearts and strengthen them, make them steadfast, and keep them unswerving in every good work and word. In verse 13, Paul directs their focus to the Lord. He takes their focus off the outward events and he reminds them of who they are. At verse 13, he says, we are obligated, literally compelled. And in that verse, you see his love for the Thessalonians. He says, we are compelled to give continuous thanks for you because you are a gift to us from God. Because you are a picture of his love to us. You are a picture of his faithfulness to us. You are literally an encouragement. We thank God for you. We thank God for his salvation in you. And here he says, we thank God that he chose you. God chose them. And here's the truth of it. If you're a child of God, God chose you. He chose every one of you. You were hand-picked by Him if you're a child of God. He chose you before you chose Him. You know why He did that? So that the wisdom of that choice might lie with Him and not with you. You see, God doesn't make mistakes. God doesn't blow it. He has no errors in judgment. He chose you for Himself because you were to be made perfect for him you would be birthed perfectly for him God chose you you are a gift he chose you before you chose him and the choice originated with him John chapter 15 verse 16 Jesus says you have not chosen me but I have chosen you and I have appointed you I have planted you that you might go and bear fruit and keep on bearing that your fruit might be lasting that it may remain, abide so that whatever you ask the Father in my name as presenting all that I am he may give it to you you see Paul is talking about the doctrine of election we are chosen and called by God Or to put it another way, you were chosen by God and then called to choose Him, which you did if you're a Christian. This choice is based in His love for you. It's not based in your love for Him, for you had no love for Him until you received Him. This is the sanctifying work of the Spirit. And in verse 13, what he's talking about there, when he mentions the sanctifying work of the Spirit, he's talking first about the preliminary work of the Spirit. The preliminary work of the Spirit in the Christian. And what that is, folks, that is you being birthed into Christ. That is the new creation. That is the first work of the Spirit of God. Where you began. That is the preliminary sanctifying work. And then there's the ongoing work of sanctification. 
That is where He continues working in us as we mature in what we have become by walking in the plan of God. You see, God didn't just birth you and leave you. You were born into the perfect plan. And that is ongoing sanctification. Your life from beginning to end is ongoing sanctification. God doesn't back off of you when you run into rebellion. God doesn't walk away and say, okay, boys, wrap it up. We're out of here for a while till he or she gets their act together. No. Your life is in the plan of God. You wondered what the plan is? I will tell you, you are in the plan of God. Can you remember that? Don't forget it, because all your life you will hear, I missed God, I blew it, I fell out of the plan, I didn't do that right, I sinned there, I sinned here, I fell out of the plan. No, you are in the plan of God, the perfect plan of God for you. That is the ongoing work of sanctification. You say, well, how in the world does that work? Because my plan doesn't look like anybody else's plan. Here's the truth. Educators are now learning what mothers have known all along, and that is that no two children learn the same. We all learn differently. We all receive information. looks like we receive it the same, but our context is not the same. It's never the same. And your learning and your ability to know and understand is different from the guy or the person next to you. If that is true in the flesh, know that it is very true in the Spirit. Your plan is uniquely yours. The things that have happened in your life, the situations that you've encountered, either your fault or the enemy's fault, whoever's fault you want to give it to, you were allowed to enter into it because it fit with what God was working in you. You needed it. Oh, you say, well, that can't be so. God has allowed some, some horrendous things in my life. God has allowed some things that, that, that had to have come from the end, but God allowed it. Now, you look at your situation, whatever it is, and sometimes when everything is going right for us, we will tell, praise the Lord, I am blessed, I'm in the plan of God. And then you fall flat on your face and things go south. Well, the devil's tripped me up. I've got to find out what the will of God is. You know what? You are in the plan of God. And every step that you make, the path may be rough, the path may be smooth. You can yield and own the truth, or you can deny the truth. In either case, at the end of the day, recognize that you're in the plan of God. Do you know how much freedom there is in that? Do you know how much liberty there is in that? That you can literally fall on your face and get back up on your feet and say, Father, you know what, I'm tired of feeling like the whole world is is holding me accountable for my next decision. I'm tired of feeling like you're going to judge me at my every move. You have literally put a plan together for my life, and I want to yield and walk in the truth of that plan. I want to participate in it. I want to own it and enjoy it, and I'll do it by choosing using you each step of the way, I'll recognize that it's your plan, not mine. You know how the plan becomes rough for you? You think it's yours. 
you decide that your plan, not his plan. So you've got these expectations, you've got these hopes and these dreams, and you got them all stuck out there. And you say, "Now this is this is the plan, oh Lord. I want you to own this plan with me. Make sure that you get all the details right, because if you don't turn here, you'll miss the right turn. Make sure you get all of these things right, Lord. I want you to own this plan with me." You know what? God's just listening, but He's not moving on it because He's already got a plan. And how much better is your plan than God's, I wonder? How's it worked so far? Yield to His plan. Paul knows that the hope for the Thessalonians must be in God who chose them. It must be in the God who has a plan. Verse 14 says, It was to this end that he called you through our gospel, so that you may obtain and share in the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah. It is God who called us through the gospel. We have been chosen in eternity, and then the Spirit of God came along and invited us to choose Jesus through the presentation of the gospel. And when we accepted, we were born into a share of His glory. We were born into His glory as being a part of His body. And even now, you possess His glory because you're in union with Him. Even now you possess within you a portion of the glory of God. John 17:22 Jesus says, "I have given to them the glory and honor which you have given me that they may be one even as we are one." Where's that glory? It's in your union with Christ. That's where that glory is. It's his glory. The glory and honor of Christ resides within us and it is in that union that we are one in spirit with him. Now, verse 15, he says, So then, brethren, stand firm. Hold fast to the traditions and instructions which you were taught by us, whether by our word of mouth or by letter. Stand fast. Hold fast to what you know to be true. The enemy seeks to steal your focus. He seeks to kill your hope. He seeks to destroy your faith. And they had been given instruction on the truth. They had been given revelation. They had the assurance of his life within them. They had beheld his grace in the midst of persecution. They had his strength that carried him. They had his mercy. They had the proof of his presence within them. And one of the proofs of his presence in his life is the fact that they still desired him. The fact that they were still living there in the midst of that persecution was evidence. What held them there? His life within them held them there. They had all of these things. And in those things, they were to stand fast. In all of these things, stand fast. In other words, be immersed in truth. You know... We sent our kids to Bible school. And in that environment, they were literally immersed in truth. Now, it doesn't mean they didn't have any other activity other than meditating or reading the Bible. But what happened was that they were sent to a place where the distractions were minimized. Now, you could be distracted if you wanted to be. And the truth was constantly reinforced. And in that place, they learned a little bit about what it was to have a relationship with the Lord. They grew in their understanding of the Lord. They grew in the truth of their Lord. They grew in intimacy with their Lord, hopefully. 
And what happened with the Thessalonians is kind of the same thing. Paul was there in their midst. He was teaching them. He was instructing them. And he was bringing them along. And then he was yanked out. And when he was yanked out away from them, what his words to them is, Stand fast in what you knew. Stand fast in the truth that you embraced. Stand fast. Hold on to what I have taught you. And this is the truth of it. I'm going to read a verse here in a minute that emphasizes the fact that we initially, as children of God, are instructed externally and given external instruction on how we should live. But that is simply the training wheels for us to recognize that we have all that we need internally and that we're to live from the truth within. Stand fast. You know, that's really a sailor's term. And what it means is to hold on to something that is stable. Hold on to something that is secure. In the trials and tribulations that we encounter, they're really about demonstrating the truth that is within us. It's really about demonstrating what we can hold on to and what we can't hold on to. That's what this world's about. It's a, it's a perfect environment for you to learn that God is God and He is your only God. <laughs> it's a perfect place for you to learn of God's provision and learn of God's sufficiency and learn of God's strength and learn of your weakness. Thank you for joining Pastor Todd Granger for His Life Revealed, the radio ministry of His Life Fellowship in San Antonio, Texas. We hope today's message has encouraged you to yield to His life in every situation. Rest in His life moment by moment and receive from His life all that you need to show Christ in this world. If you'd like to know more, visit us on the web at hislifeministries.org or on Facebook at His Life Fellowship. And you're invited to join us for worship services on Saturdays at 5 p.m. at 7015 Wurzbach Road. If you would like to help support this ministry, send your tax-deductible donation to His Life Ministries, P.O. Box 1894, Bernie, Texas, 78006. And finally, this coming week, our hope is that the image of the invisible God would be visible in you. And remember, wherever you go, whatever you do, the hope of glory is Christ in you. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.